0: This episode of Talk Central is brought to you by Pinnacle, Africa's top ICT distribution business, delivering the exceptional every time.
1: I'm Richard van der Baer. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 243, for the week starting 2 December 2018.
0: Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central. WhatsApp the show, the number to use is 71
1: On Talk Central this week, load shedding is back. Is it time to go off-grid?
0: Also on the show this week, is Netflix really a major threat to multi choice? Sennheiser headset software could now do man or facilitate man in the middle SSL attacks, headphones. Uh and China mm. plans to build a deep sea base running in, run entirely by artificial intelligence.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've, I think there's a horror movie script in that, in that one there. <laughs> it's Sunday. We're live streaming totally off the grid today at live.techcentral.com. And it's time to talk everything tech.
0: Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rehat? How's it, Duncan? So, yeah, as you mentioned, we are entirely off-grid since we have both been load-shed this Sunday afternoon. Um, and somehow we are still managing to do this live podcast on the internet. Um, and it's working <laughs> without electricity. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing what we can do with the technology now. Although, I mean, you've got, you've got bigger batteries than I do. So, you know, time is always uh, the limitation with us, sure. you know. Sure, so if so, you want to watch a movie or something, your take usually only lasts two hours, then you kind of… Yes. …problems.
0: So uh, it, you, you might be wondering why it sounds like I'm inside a server room at the moment. Um, that's because I have a giant inverter under my desk, powering my laptops and the Yamaha mixing desk <laughs> in front of me. Um, so I do apologize for this humming sound, but uh, it's going to be with us throughout the show, unless miraculously Eskom uh, cuts its load shedding early, but um, it's due to continue for the next few hours, so I'm afraid… We're going to have this uh, this hum for the next little bit. But um, we thought we'd bring you the podcast anyway this Sunday afternoon and doing a bit of improvisation to make sure it's uh, we can still bring it to you even though there's no electricity whatsoever, which is kind of fun and annoying, but also fun. The show must go on, indeed. <laughs> so the show must go on. So I actually want to talk a bit about ESCOM today. But uh, before we get into all of that, let's, um, let's do our quiz.
1: The first question, how many subscribers has MultiChoice added in the past year, according to Parent Naspers?
0: Mars Insight landed on Mars this week. How long in months did it take to travel the 483 million kilometers to the red planet? Uh,
1: The third question, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg reportedly asked staffers to probe the financial affairs of which billionaire and harsh critic of the social media company.
0: And which country this week joined Australia in banning China's Huawei from building 5G networks? Hmm,
1: that's an interesting one. And uh, the last question, who has been appointed as the new financial director of EOH Holdings, replacing John King?
0: As always, we'll get to the answers to the quiz at the end of the show. Um, We're also doing, by the way, I forgot to mention, we're also doing this uh, podcast um, via mobile internet today. Um, I couldn't have been asked to go and uh, like another inverter into my um, into my fiber router, uh, so I have just hooked up my phone, and you're tethered on that side as well. I believe, Richard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a pretty decent um, connection I mean, it's a plus forty meg connection mm-hmm. with my phone, so yeah, that's pretty decent. And the upstream is about twenty, so that's it should handle it. You know. Yeah. No, it's but the the, well. the 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 other factor here is if everybody who's off grid now is using their phone for the next two hours to stream stuff. Yes, You might get some congestion There might be a bit of breakup But um, so far so good Um, Yeah, we really are
0: improvising today (laughs) Um, Mm. But let's get to uh, We've got a couple of WhatsApp We've got one WhatsApp message uh, in here from James uh, Which I just want to read quickly He says, hi guys, listening to Sunday's podcast That'd be last Sunday's podcast uh, Just listen to the bit on Black Friday He says, eBucks had a great deal With a level 5 reward, you could get 40% off stuff Including technology Uh, I just got myself an an iPhone XS At 40% off Uh, Just mad that I did not get a MacBook Or a gaming laptop Um, And he said we need to create a method To share these deals Um, 40% off an iPhone Yeah, That takes it down to the price it really should be, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good deal. I mean, look, if you really want to f- work out the costs, you're probably gonna have to cost out, you know, t- figure out the costs of your, you know, of getting to that level, um, you know. But it's just, you can still get a good deal, I guess. Regardless, sorry, I'm just being a cynic here. But yeah, that's <laughs> a very good deal. <laughs> yeah. You do have to be on level five rewards at eBucks, though. Um, and I, I've discovered yeah, exactly. you can game, you can
0: game it because I've got myself up to level five. Um, it mainly involves, mm. uh, it mainly involves using the app rather than mobile internet banking on the desktop. Um, oh, okay, to, to okay. push you up on the rewards but look
1: if you're on that level already and, and you, get, you get it mm. I mean for sure yeah. you get bargain 40% off that is an amazing Yeah. amazing deal
0: yeah no it is um, so thanks for the message James and uh, keep the whatsapps coming we'd love to hear from you the number to use is oh seven one triple nine double one double one. and send us voice notes and we'll include them in the future episode but uh, let's talk let's talk about ESCOM uh, what a mess um So we're back to load shedding. Uh, It's Hmm. load shedding stage two, both yesterday and today. On a weekend when demand is low, I I shudder to think what's going to happen tomorrow.
1: Yeah, how? I mean, it's insane. That was my first thought when the power went out. Yeah, I I thought load shedding really goes to area, or, well, you know, when a lot of power gets drawn on the system. You Mm. can't tell me Sunday is crazy and it's hot today unless everybody's running their aircon. But no, businesses aren't operating as much. You know, the corporates. The big corporates aren't running their aircons through their businesses. Exactly. Those are usually the things that draw, draw all the power.
0: Most people don't have aircons yeah, at home. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, it is crazy. It's well, very worrying indeed. But it's got me thinking. I mean, I was sitting here in the dark last night um, th- just thinking about um, whether it's time to consider going off-grid or, or starting the project of going off-grid. I don't know where to start, actually. I mean, I've got two very large inverters courtesy of Mustek here, which we um, have saved the day many times in the past.
1: Uh, but they do have I think a lot those are a great solution, yeah. I think those are a great solution for first for the first entry into like what 's your first thing you should get is those inverters, inverters. I
0: think. yeah, but they are noisy, and the batteries don 't last all that long, um, and they have to be serviced and they're, but they're
1: very- cheaper than they 're cheaper than you know the next step up yeah that 's that
0: 's much cheaper, yeah um, I mean mm-hmm. you can get a really big inverter for about ten k and you know depending what you want to do with it it'll probably charge a big inverter will charge your laptops and cell phones for a good few days mm-hmm. um you can mm-hmm. probably run it in a home entertainment system off one of these things for a good five or six hours before it goes flat depending on the size of inverter you've bought um but you, you actually mm-hmm. don't want to you don't want to deep cycle them all the time like that because it does destroy the batteries um so uh, you know i i just use them to keep a laptop charged and a phone charged um yeah, and exactly. That's you know that's fine. But if you're going going to go to the next step, I mean, what do you look at? I suppose it's putting solar panels on your roof.
1: Yeah, solar panels. But then you'll need bigger batteries. You'll always need more batteries. And this is mm. this is the the trick with um, going off grid. And the expensive, the really expensive part is batteries. Um, it's getting yeah. You, know, you need to get a wall. There's a few guys that have that I've seen that's done this. Um, it's it's you know it's a few. A few double-digit thousand rand. I mean, we're probably talking fifty, sixty, seventy if you're going to power a house properly. Yeah. Um, because those batteries are expensive, and you need a whole bunch of them. So a lot of guys put them in the garage. They wall mount them in the in like a it looks like a, almost like a, a bitcoin mining rig. If a, <laughs> if you look at it or like a server rig. Um, it's a bit like. Um, I mean, it works really well. It works really well. You just need hmm. to keep keep them keep power to them. So whether you use solar or ESCOM, it's up to you. Obviously, you're going to pay well. You're going to pay for ESCOM. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a, a, that, that outlay Yeah, so you,
0: I, mean, I suppose you can just put car batteries in if you've got space um, I, I've seen people do that They they convert mm. a, a available garage or something And it's literally wall-to-wall mm. car batteries um, and that, Like I a suppose, truck
1: battery I think they use
0: Yeah, something like that And that's, and that's obviously the cheaper uh, route to go But um, ideally you, what you want to get is one of these very large um, lithium-ion batteries um, I think that, mm. I think SpaceX, not SpaceX. T- uh, Tesla's um, what do they call it? Uh, the wall-mounted um, batteries they do.
1: Uh, I forget the name. Uh, but, uh, oh, yeah, completely escaped uh, me <laughs> as well. And somebody's probably shouting out, listening to the podcast. Yes. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but th- I think those, if I'm not, I-, I could be mistaken, but I think those are lithium-ion batteries, um, and uh, I think those are much more robust than uh, these typical lead-acid cell batteries that um, are in these mm. low-cost inverters
1: that many of us use. Uh, the power wall, the power wall. That's it. Yes. Did you Google that? I see now. I see it. here. Yeah. I see it. Here. Somebody. I mean, I don't know the company, but there's a listed price here of two that I can see for eighty-three and one hundred and thirty-six thousand. Ouch. For the battery. Ouch. That's expensive the And that's, then you still need the electronics to do that thing. Yeah. You need. Okay, the solar panels. Impo- yeah, it's a local company. It seems. And you want but to get obviously. Sorry, yeah, Rob, important.
0: You, you want to get, uh, I noticed there's some de- de- lag on the line, which isn't normally there. I think it's because we're on cellular rather than, than fixed. Um, there's a bit of... Uh, um, yeah,
1: I can hear it. I can hear it. Mm. I'm sure somebody's just uh, downloading something. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if the entire neighborhood it's just uh, queued up Netflix.
0: <laughs> no, it's that ping time. It's, it's much higher on, on mobile. I mean, I've, on fixed lines, we're getting one, two millisecond. Mm. On mobile, it's like 60, 70 millisecond. And you can actually notice it mm. in a real-time mm. conversation like this. But I was just gonna say, yeah. um, I was just gonna say, yeah, you, you've got to you've got to get decent solar panels. You don't want to buy cheap rubbish, um, and um, you need the roof space to do it. North facing, preferably. Um, I think you can really get a, get expensive and get these ones that follow, track the sun. Um, but then you're going to have to get a decent. Unless you're an electrical engineer yourself, you're going to have to get an expert in to fit it all up for you and make sure it's com- correctly configured yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it. So you know, it, it becomes a very expensive exercise. So beyond, but you's getting basic inverters, you're going to end up. It's going to be an expensive mm. exercise. But it, you know, with the power outlook, and they they're saying now that uh, we're going to have load shedding until the middle of next decade. Um, maybe it's worth uh, in- investigating.
1: It is unfortunately so. You're going to face a few things. So on, on the house, well, okay. So on the house side, um, it's not just about then getting the batteries and the inverter system set up. You need to really, you need to change your geyser because your geyser draws a lot of power. So you ideally need to put that on its own little um you, you know those kind of external um solar power geyser heaters right right um yeah, yeah and your lights all the lights you should change into low i mean if you, really you should do those things already if you can mm-hmm. um yeah yeah you should try and you know a lot of the stuff in your house get to the low power stuff that already makes a huge difference yes um because yeah you don't want to be. you want to try and not drain as much power obviously if you're going to spend spend a lot of money on a big battery system it will handle it mm-hmm. but i'm talking talking about the rest of us who you know who's, who's going to look at this but your your first step should definitely be because let's be honest everything that we've got is basically battery power that we're going to want to likely use in a power outage your tv uh, your, your your cell phone your smartphone your computer yes um your tablet so if you can keep those charged for a few days then you got one part of your problem sorted the other half is keeping warm water. Um, and then cooking, obviously. Cooking is relatively easy because we can just do gas or outside if gas, you want, you know, yes. do a little bry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but then the other thing is, yeah, you know, hot water. And, yeah, you know, I think that would be the other thing we should probably look at going to first is getting those solar powered geysers. Because once you have hot water all the time, yep. you know, independent of the power system. Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry, I just heard a break up, the break up there for a bit. But, yeah, if you can get that, you, you're already alleviating. A uh, bit of a financial pressure from yourself, but also, you know, taking a lot of power away from your, your ESCOM utility. Bill. Yeah. yeah, the the solar geyser is an interesting one. Um,
0: I, 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 I mean, I haven't spoken to anyone who's installed one of those. If, you, if you're in the middle of winter, and, and we know it gets cold in Johannesburg in June, for example, um, I and mean, it's regularly below zero. Um, if, if, you, if you're powering your solar geyser during the day, and uh, there's plenty of sunshine in winter… Um, and you've got nice hot water in the evening. By the next morning, is your geese cold? If you need to have a shower.
1: No, these things. No, these things are designed to. So also, they don't need direct sunlight all the time. I mean, they can use with you know, with overcast. You know, when it's a bit overcast, I, most of a lot of them, or the good quality ones, will still be able to draw some of that uh, UV mm-hmm. power from what I believe. Um, but, yeah, if, if people that I've spoken to say they last all day. I mean, a, a lot of them, I think, are also dual-powered with SCOM so they do oh. switch over when they need to. Okay. Um, but I suppose if you put your… You but put if, a, if you look at it… If,
0: sorry, Rad, Carry on. No, no, no. Go for it. Oh, so, I was just going to say, i suppose no, if you just wrap, <laughs> <laughs> this latency is causing chaos um, if, <laughs> if um I suppose if you wrap your your geezer in a blanket or something it, it, it has the potential to keep at least you'll have warm enough water to bath or shower in the next morning
1: yeah exactly it's just it's just getting the cold water that flows into the geezer warm um in a good enough time, um, but I think most geysers too if you switch your geezer off um tonight. Uh, which a lot of people should be doing or, or switching it off during the day And then switching it on at night Just so that it heats up Yeah. Um, but your geyser stays, stays warm for a long time It's just the cold water that's coming in That you need to be cautious of And also remember When you switch on your geyser from an off state it draw, It's like a kettle It draws a lot of power mm-hmm. for the first hour or two yeah. To boil everything So it's not always the wisest thing To keep it off for too long Because uh, it still uses power yeah. At the of the
0: day That's true To To reheat that's a good analogy. It's like a big kettle yeah. on the roof, right? <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: but look, I mean, a lot of uh, – I think also it's just, it's just updating your lifestyle a little bit. It's not, I'm not saying we need to all inconvenience ourselves. But yeah. uh, even if you if, – um, I do know that these, so, these so, outside solar geysers do last a, a lot longer than what we think. Um, but even if you just have limited hot water, I think we can make it work. I mean, mm. a shower doesn't take you that long, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, maybe a bath takes a little bit more. Um, and then it's just the other things, the convenience factor of washing dishes and, you know, and who the like.
0: And who really wants to watch di- wash dishes anyway? anyway. <laughs> 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 just <laughs>
1: it as an excuse.
0: It's a, but, it's a reality. <laughs> but um, I, I suppose another challenge is if you live in a complex, um, you know, where there's a body corporate, you might, there mm-hmm. might be some rules around it, putting the sort of stuff on your roof. In fact, there's very likely to be rules around putting the stuff on your roof. Um, oh, yeah. You might find your yeah. neighbors are not happy about you if you put a solar geezer on your roof. Um, mm. which is a challenge, I suppose, but, um, maybe it's time for. I think, I think
1: those. Sorry, go for it. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to say,
0: <laughs> maybe I should go and plug an inverter into my fiber to deal with this latency issue. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I was just going to say that, um, you know, maybe body corporates, or bodies corporate, I think is the correct terminology, uh, need to get a little bit more relaxed with their rules, um, given that the, the, um, energy crisis we're facing in South Africa. Maybe it's time that, people um got a bit more relaxed about um you know the sight of a solar geyser or solar panels on the neighbor's roof
1: yeah, but I think those those guys also need to i mean they need to come together it's it's really no point in one or two guys installing stuff they need to try and find a way to do it for the complex i mean isn't that really why you get into complex living you know, it's, a, it's a community yeah. Um, so I think a lot of those guys, the solution for them is to install massive generators. It's probably the cheapest solution, um, you know, if you look at doing individual units or powering everything. Yeah, um, but it is tricky. It's a lot. It's a lot trickier.
0: Yeah, maybe a solar farm in your complex um, if there's space. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, solar panels have dropped a lot from. They're from what cheaper. I understand. I mean, much cheaper. It's, yeah, that's that's almost not the expensive thing. it's. it's I mean, it's no point in having a lot of the solar panels if you don't have a battery to store it, right?
0: Yeah. Well, during the day it's fine because you can run tr- your you can run your house on solar during the day. Um, but uh, yeah, it's storing it for the for the evening peak time when you're watching TV or whatever mm. it is, and Eskom decides mm. to load you. Um, and you don't need it the whole night. You just need it for a few hours in the in the evening peak because um, ESCOM doesn't tend to cut the power after 10 at night anyway because the demand drops so low um that you can probably get away yeah
1: yeah i did read another story and i just quickly called it up here from 27th of november reading on iol outrage as cape town residents face fines over unregistered solar panels i saw that ridiculous and the other problem obviously we we are are facing here is the like you said the regulation i mean we we need to escom also i mean it's it's in crisis but you know we can't prevent people from just unplugging from the grid or i mean yes it needs to be done safely we can't like just go crazy but you know we can't do stuff like this where people could potentially be fined because there's bylaws that say you can't do it you know it it's was a story crazy. i
0: read this week uh, i can't remember where i saw it but it said that the the city of cape town or the western cape government to forget which i think it was the city of cape town said that they're going to impose a minimum uh, electricity tariff on every household because People are starting to go off the grid, and they're not collecting uh, the um, revenues they need to maintain the city's electricity infrastructure. So basically, they're saying, "If you go off grid, we're going to charge you for electricity anyway."
1: Yeah, but uh, you see, now, now we're facing now we're facing the real crux of the matter. ESCOM as an entity, is an issue. It's es- either too expensive. It's I mean we, it's, yeah. it, now we know it's an issue, right? Um, but again, you know, we we can't hamper innovation. Just at the sake of trying to keep an mm. old archaic okay system up and running Yes, it needs to run because it's powering the country But um, mm. so Escom- we can to make use of our energy We've got the best sunshine
0: ESCOM is a disaster uh, Absolute disaster I mean, it, it's, it's, um, I was reading Peter Bruce in the Sunday Times this morning And um, he, he was arguing that uh, perhaps it's time to put ESCOM into business rescue And maybe that would be an excellent mm. thing Put it into business rescue um, re- Retrench half of the employees um, mm. and and break it up uh, into component parts and aggressively introduce private sector competition. It's actually the only way we're going to fix this mess.
1: Yes, yes. And incentivize people to put back into the grid. I mean, yes. for crying out loud, let us, you know, people can, we can start making money. That could be, that could work for both people generating. I mean, imagine you have a little small holding out in Mulder's Drift somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you can't really do anything with your land for whatever reason. So you put up you know, 10,000 solar panels and you feed your community with electricity. Boom. You know, then you've got a little micro business running there. Who who, know what el- who knows what else could happen? I mean, yeah. we, we really should be looking at those. We need to uh, think, look at these innovative options. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I saw an interesting conversation happening a little bit earlier on Twitter. Um, Andrew Fraser, who's a friend of this podcast, has been on a number of times in the past, was uh, – Responding to some uh, tweets from uh, Michael Yordan, the ex-FMBC, uh, uh, and um, Andrew made a very good point. Why, why not? Um, why not? Uh, why don't the banks um, incentivize homeowners mm. to put in solar panels in their homes? Perhaps through some sort of refinancing of their mortgage. Um, you know, maybe a lot of people are like five, ten, fifteen years into paying off a mortgage. Um, yeah, uh, and it would be in the bank's interest to do so. Um, it increases the value of the house. Um, and it also allows um, people to install these systems in in a way that they can afford so there's not a massive upfront cost and just make it part of their mortgage. I think doing that would be a fantastic idea.
1: Exactly. And now, again, you're empowering little community businesses to become installers for the banks. Mm. So, obviously, they need to do a good job, certified guys. I mean, this is definitely the way we should be doing it. But ESCOM needs to be sorted out first without a – well, not ESCOM. It needs to be sorted out regardless, but – we need to sort out the regulation about, around this to allow people to feed back into the system. I think that... Because yeah. then, then it's going to give people incentive to to roll out a big time. Mm-hmm. And also companies importing. Imagine that. Companies manufacturing or importing panels. That's another business Yeah, uh, we can look at.
0: Yeah, there's huge opportunities here. But no, I think the government is just keen on these massive state-owned parastatals and protect them at all costs and look at where it's gotten us. Mm. So... Um, now that we've depressed the hell out of each other, um, <laughs> let's talk about multi-choice. Um, Nuspash put out their interim results for the six months to end September on Friday afternoon. Uh, and um, I had a, a, a telephone interview with Bob van Dijk, who's the Group CEO of NusPash. There's some interesting stuff in the, in the results on uh, multi-choice. Um, and uh, we tend to think that you know DStv is in serious trouble because of the advent of streaming competitors like Netflix but if you interrogate the numbers um that uh, that sort of idea doesn't really hold up uh, they added 400,000 paying multi-choice subscribers group wide in the 6 month period uh, taking their total base to 13.9 million. That's um, across South Africa and the wow. are markets in Africa where they operate. 13.9 million paying subscribers. Uh, Multi-Choice itself is estimated that Netflix has about 400,000 customers in South Africa. So 13.9 million <laughs> versus 400,000. Are they really making a big dent? Um, and while they, a lot of the growth is coming from uh, the lower-end bouquets, so everything below premium, and they have said that there's a lot of churn going on in the premium segment um, according to Van uh, and I'll write up the interview a bit later this afternoon um, but according to Van uh in their sort of customer exit interviews that they do um, when, when someone calls up to cancel a service they are being told overwhelmingly that they're not cancelling uh, because they're switching to Netflix but they're cancelling because of affordability
1: but yeah we, But we've said that Since the beginning I mean we've spoken About this I remember we had This conversation too When I left The uh, STV It mm. was affordability It was 100% that Couldn't justify Necessarily Watching repeats Over and over A lot of the stuff Didn't apply to me For one You mm. know I mean it's, it's a lot of the same Arguments we had against It's just not much More expensive I mean it's a great service Let's be honest It's fantastic to have Something there It's just easy to Switch on can easily record I mean PVR And uh, box office All those things Are fantastic Yeah um, not that I'm a subscriber, but when I speak to my friends about it, and most of them still have DSTV, and they have the other subscribing uh, streaming services, Yeah. and a lot of them say they do want to leave just because of uh, the, I mean, the same arguments. It's cost, very cost, and then there is some and, and there is some repetitive stuff. They don't always want to watch certain things. A lot of the guys obviously say for SuperSport, which is probably mm. the main reason still.
0: Um, yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I mean, I would. Um I would subscribe to a DSTV package that didn't include Supersport. I know many people would go for the opposite and would subscribe to a Supersport-only plan, mm. but I'm, I'm on the other side of the equation. You know, charge me 400 rand for a, for a DSTV premium bouquet that does not include the Supersport channels.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. But then also make the other half available. Um, and then they will see that people do sub- – I mean, there's a lot of great South African content. You um, know, just having access to – Movies and stuff all the time it's it's i mean yeah. i can i can appreciate it this i'm not not the subscriber anymore yes yes so it's not really
0: it doesn't seem that Netflix is really hurting them in a big way, not yet anyway uh, that may change mm. in time mm. that may change in time but uh Certainly looking at those nice Paris numbers, um, and certainly at the lower end, they're, they're growing very strongly. This is also translated into lower ARPU however. Um, ARPU of course, is average revenue per user, and that's not surprising because they've got more subscribers to DSTV Compact, for example, than, the, than they do mm, to mm. DSTV Premium where they're losing customers, so that ARPU figure will come down. But it's still a very solid business.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, I do think they yeah, are. I mean, they I, they do a lot of local content, which obviously is a fantastic thing for the business, for the industry. Mm. Um, but uh, I w- the lower packages, how much int- how much online streaming access do they have? Everything. Uh, do you know that?
0: Uh, the okay. DSTV now, you get access to all the live uh, streaming channels that are part of that particular bouquet that you subscribe okay. to. Okay, yeah. so you get whatever.
1: Okay, that's cool. That's yeah. cool because that that is also a good part of their business. I I recently checked it out, and uh, I mean, I'm surprised at how well it, uh, how good it's looking now. Um, you know, the online part of the, the business. Now. You know, mm. when you want to stream, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. the online service, yeah, streaming. Mm. It's a really smooth looking experience. Um, yeah, it's just it's the okay. costing. If they, yeah, if they, if they somehow figure out how to provide uh, people with either different packages or something modularize what people can get access to and you know give people super support and do it all online Mm, Um, mm. I don't I don't think they're going to lose out as much as what they think they do they may lose some channels because if people don't watch something you know there's no Mm. point in carrying it let's be honest Um, yeah yeah. it's interesting
0: times it's interesting times it's a a never changing industry and they're going to have to adapt because if they don't adapt they're going to die
1: Um, but they know that yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, improv. What, what, what is that funny meme? Improvise, adapt, and overcome. Um, said by what's that guy that's always off off the grid and kind of survive in the wild? Um, the bear, uh, gr- uh, bear girls. He always he says uh, okay, that yeah. Okay, I <laughs> missed that one. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> but that is. I mean, they need to adapt to. They need to adapt to you know modern era of online streaming and and, and kind of affordability. Let's be honest. Mm. South Africa is facing tough times. Everything is more expensive. Um, and the fact that people don't have power is going to make that even even pricier for people. You know, things yeah. are going to get more expensive.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. I think we're gonna, we've got some fun stories coming up, but we're going to take a quick ad break for our podcast listeners. For our live listeners, we'll be back right now. Are you a search engine? Because you found me. I feel we have a strong connection. Well, you're pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. Should we drop it like a hotspot and head back to yours so we can show Max and Snaggle? Let's get giggle with it. Uh, but I don't have fiber. Don't get caught in 50 shades of delay. Broadband your horizons and switch to Vox's super fast, super reliable fiber network. Experience the momentum. Connect your world. Visit us at vox.co.za forward slash fiber. Well, welcome back to the podcast. How's it, Rachat?
1: How's it, uh, Duncan? Are we still Are we still on? Are we still it, We still have power. I'm just checking. We still have um, backup power. Yeah, still still load shedding <laughs> here. <though>. Laptop. <laughs> laptops so are battery in. Sitting at one. Sorry, say again. No, I said my battery power is at uh, 65%, so we've, we've got another hour or so. Okay,
0: okay. Well, let's, let's soldier on. Now, you've, um, you've, uh, <laughs> you've, you've um, uncovered a very interesting story here. Sennheiser headset software could allow man-in-the-middle SSL attacks. How on earth can a pair of headphones cause something so serious?
1: Yeah, my first thought was, are they going to be able to listen to my music? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> So the software in question is Sennheiser's Sennheiser's Headsetup software. Now, the problem with this was when people installed it, little did they know that they were also installing a root certificate into the trusted root CA certificate store on your machine. Now, to make matters worse, the software was also installing an encrypted version of the certificate's private key, which was not as secure as the developers have thought. Now, with these two things... uh, Oh, and this was very similar to the Lenovo Superfish attack that we heard about a while ago mm-hmm. um, so you know, this could allow an attacker uh, who is able to decrypt the private key to issue a fraudulent certificate under the other domain that they have no control over so that they could essentially make you think that you are viewing a secure website when you are not actually doing so allowing them obviously to get hold of all kinds of information um, they could also perform man-in-the-middle attacks to sniff traffic when a user visits these sites. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a bit of a problem if you think about that. Sorry, sorry um, I'm not quite even sure if,
0: I understand how this works. So it's not the headphones themselves? Who is it?
1: No, no, no. It's a driver software. It's a software ah, in the driver. Okay. Um, it's, a certificate to, it's, a, it's a certificate that the company uses to tell Windows that this is authentic software. You know that pop-up that always pops yes. up? Are you sure you want to install this? Yes. Now, yeah, this is to do with that. Okay. I mean, that is, the SS, that is a certificate on your machine. So it can basically then, once it gets hold of the, that uh, private key, um, it is then able to then authenticate itself, um, get hold of, you know, get into your machine and make you, th- well, well, get hold of that on your machine and make you think uh, sites are secure, which they would not necessarily be. So is this vulnerability um, caused by Sennheiser themselves? Well, yes, this was their fault. This is their mm. this is their software. I don't know why they I don't know why they uh, why they got to that point and how they got that um, you know that certificate in like that. But it's it's not good, you know. That uh, even if you install, uninstall the software, the trusted root certificate was not removed. So it's not a question of just um, oh right, <laughs> yeah, uninstalling the software. Wow. So yeah, I don't know. Do you use? Senn- I don't think you use Sennheiser microphones. No, i I'm if, uh, a phones, no, I'm, a, I'm a Bose man through and through. <laughs> <laughs> Bozeman, yes, yes, yes um, Do you have so they've sent out? No, no, I don't mm. use Sennheiser oh, I've got Plantronics, yeah Okay um, So they've issued if issued um, um, instructions There's instructions on how to uh, remove If you want to manually remove it And they've also set an update uh, From what I can see um, To fix this issue But uh, yeah, look this Software rules the world eh? And if something goes wrong If the wrong Piece of lines of code get inserted somewhere, mm. we, we can, we're in for a good time. So if you use Sennheiser head, head, headphones, you should
0: probably Google this issue to make sure you're not affected.
1: Yeah, and just check uh, check out that uh, yeah.
0: certificates. So in our offbeat segment of the day, uh, China plans to build a deep sea base running enti- run entirely by artificial intelligence. What?
1: <laughs> yeah so have you seen this movie before in a few years we're going to be watching this uh, series on tv somewhere <laughs> but um so according to a story published in the south china morning post scientists from the chinese academy of sciences plan to construct a research base deep in the south china sea and they want artificial intelligence robot artificial <laughs> robots to run it this base could be the first Artificial intelligent colony on Earth. To those uh, says those involved with the project, um, the researchers were reported to construct a base between um, 19,685 to 36,100 feet below the China Sea's surface. Though they are not they've yet to pinpoint a specific location. Um, cables running from the base uh, up to a ship of or the platform will provide power to that base. Um, Why? Why? So yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> the base at um <laughs> yeah that's a good question all right um, so let me just get to this point here. Oceans oh, uh, mm, I actually don't I was looking up the story and I can now oh, sorry I completely lost this point here um, oh there we go the base will have docking platforms like a space station robotic submarines will leave the base from the base station to conduct exploratory missions surveying new areas and collecting data about marine life forms okay they'll also collect samples of minerals um, that the base will be able to collect and analyze autonomously so I mean it makes a lot of of sense to have AI there, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's I presume the reason for doing it and when using robots is it's too deep for humans.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and also the the kind of effort and the resources required to keep people alive down mm. there. Oxygen needs to be pushed down, food stuff needs to be pushed back up. I mean, it's the same reason why we're going to start. We're going to why we're we already seeing most um, you know the Mars lander um, doing its thing. There's no humans on there. It's just much easier to put people yeah. on there and everything is remotely controlled. Yes. Know? Yes. Um, it makes a lot of sense so
0: our our, question obviously then arises so are our robotic overlords going to rise from beneath the deep depths of the oceans
1: (laughs) (laughs) what if they find something like alien life form and the alien life form basically takes over the ai and thus we get infected and they take over life as we know it there's another movie and there's a global apocalypse Yeah, there we go (laughs) 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 because i mean we really don't have power so that's a great script. So maybe we'll be safe. Maybe we'll be safe from, from them. So South Africa will be the last remaining oasis for humanity because because of our <laughs> lack of power, the robots weren't take over able to take over. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we gonna get to direct this for us, right Um I think uh Schalter is the only guy, huh? Yeah,
0: well, I think so. Yeah, you know, we can put this base off the east coast of South Africa or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, a good time That could be fun. Let's let's move rapidly along before this dege- degenerates any further. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's do our um, let's do our our uh, regular features. Uh, our winner this week is NASA uh, for their spectacular landing of Mars InSight, um, which I, I watched live. They didn't have any video from the uh, of the landing itself. I think they said they were going to release it later, though. I don't know if it's come out yet. Have you seen anything? Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything. No. But I think they may have. There is definitely some footage out there. Okay. Um, but it was, it's always exciting to see this sort of thing. Um, this uh, spacecraft was uh, en route for over six months. It uh, it uh, traveled almost 500 million kilometers um, and then successfully deployed through the Martian atmosphere at a very precise angle, if, which it had to do. Otherwise, mm. it would either burn up or bounce back into space. Um, incredible that uh, NASA can achieve something like this from such uh, over such vast distances of space and still pull it off. It's just incredible.
1: It's it's absolutely crazy, and uh, actually, to that, uh, I actually uh, saw a tweet by Neil deGrasse Tyson where he said, "How you know, in light of this marvelous feat that we've just done, like you said, how can people still deny climate, uh, scientists when they say like we need to look at some of these these markers about climate change?" You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite funny. I mean, it is remarkable what we can do if we just put our heads to it and if people just uh, you know follow in the same direction. I guess, yeah but uh, they are one of this week NASA fantastic stuff and i look forward to seeing
0: what uh, that that uh, mars insight rover if that's the right term for it um or oh, i think mm. it's just uh, it's just landed there and i don't think it's going to move around or is it i'm not sure uh,
1: i think it is because i saw reported it landed in a sand patch which wasn't 100% ideal okay. but you know they'll make best of it and they, it's it's yeah they'll make use of it i'm sure they'll be moving around uh, yeah i mean they've got yeah they've got the technology to to mm-hmm. rove, right? right but this over around. So this um device or whatever whatever you call it, uh
0: is going to um its its main mission is to to drill beneath the Martian surface. So it's it's not going to be looking at the atmosphere and stuff like that, or it might be, but its main purpose but is to drill. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure one of the compartments contain a little robotic vehicle, right? I'm sure it must be. <laughs> I'm sure they would want to check around. Yeah. No, I'm just speculating, but it yeah, would be too. cool to see.
0: But it's going to drill um, five meters under the surface, and um, it's going to be able to um, measure things like, uh, I think, Mars quakes, earthquakes or Martian earthquakes. It's going to be able to determine a lot about the geology of Mars, um, how rapidly heat is being being lost into space from the Martian surface, and be able to tell a lot about the history of Mars, as I understand it, just from drilling down five meters um, below the below the lander um what, yeah. one wonders and i haven't read this but one wonders whether it's also going to be uh testing the soils for any signs of life which would be really exciting
1: yeah or without if, a doubt i mean they will need to see and, and who knows what they will come across if they drill deep right fossils in a, in a where they've been untouched for however long if there is any could be a fantastic find
0: yeah, or this might be a sequel to the movie we're planning, uh, where the uh, <laughs> where the aliens come up from and, below, uh, from their cavernous chambers. Then, <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> but I think I think Elon Musk will be AI by then, and he'll probably be running a few of his own uh, missions. Um, yeah, yeah. I see and for a good time, that's for sure.
0: I see he's making noises again about going to Mars
1: himself. Uh, be interesting. Yeah, he said there's a seventy percent chance mm. he will go to Mars. Yeah. And now uh, I see Jeff Bezos His car's already there So I mean <laughs> <laughs> Well
0: I think it's shot straight past Mars But yeah you know, he might he might want it back <laughs> um, But uh, Jeff Bezos I saw Was also quoted uh, this week Saying that he wants to He also wants to go And visit another planet
1: mm. Yeah, that's interesting I wonder I mean I've also been seeing A lot of um, talk about How some scientists Repeatable scientists Saying that terraforming Isn't really the poss- the thing That we all think it could be and it's not as easy or possible um, mm. like people claim it could be. So, I mean, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what we do once we get to other planets. I mean, I'm really looking forward to to keeping an eye on this. Mm. Terraforming Mars. I mean, uh,
0: it's, it's, I think terraforming is more science fiction than science. But, um, you know, even if they mm. were to do it, I, I would imagine it's a project that takes many thousands and thousands of years.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Look, I mean, the the easiest thing that they will do is to build large enclosures like large warehouses or, you Hmm. know, for lack of a better description, glass domes. um, And then within those, controlled spheres or, 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 yeah. Grow vegetation, grow grow crops. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And, of
0: of course, we know Elon Musk is going to have to have one just so he can grow his marijuana.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and drink his whiskey and sit outside, yeah. <laughs> enjoy the Look, Let's sunset. also not forget. Let's not forget the, the 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 We don't speak about him that often, but Richard Branson. I mean, he's, uh, he's probably going to be joining them very soon. I would imagine. I don't think Branson wants to go into
0: um, to, to another planet, but his uh, his Virgin Galactic is certainly going to offer space um, travel. Uh, uh, what's the term? Um, yes,
1: yeah, sp- yeah, space f- space flights, um, b- bouncing off yes. the atmosphere. Um, and mm. I, th- I think he's signed up maybe- to be
0: one of the first to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think they said it's, there's a possibility they could do it as soon as the, this December. And oh, wow. Did I read something correctly? Yeah, yeah. But they'll they will they'll probably offer, <laughs> offer scenic trips as uh, Elon Musk uh, shoots off to Mars. They will be the guys that you can go up with and uh, just see him shooting through space. <laughs> those tickets… I'd
0: pay, uh, I'd pay for that. Those tickets are going to be very expensive. I'm imagining hundreds <laughs> of thousands of dollars each for a, a short 20-minute yeah. flip into space. That, oh, yeah. That is an in, a very low-flying aeroplane, not my uh, inverter. Um, just almost scraped the top of the house yeah. Anyway, sounded <laughs> it like it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, some good, good, good fun there. Um, our loser this week is Stella Benny Abrams, who was, was actually our winner last week. Um, she's moved into the loser column quite quickly, um, but she's uh, inter- seems to be interfering unnecessarily at the SABC and its restructuring and its uh, retrenchment program, saying that. Uh, we, we don't want any retrenchments at the SABC. When very clearly the SABC needs to be right-sized and cut mm. costs. Mm. C- mm. ah, stumbling, stumbling over my tongue today. Uh, uh, <laughs> it needs to cut costs urgently. Um, and here we have a politician waging in, wading into it and saying, um, "Actually, no, we don't mm. want this to happen." So um, she's uh, interfering where she shouldn't be interfering. Anyway, so, so still Benny Abrams, after being our winner last week, is our loser this week. Richard, what's your pick this week?
1: Uh, so I've been, you know, you know, I'm a huge fan, a huge fan of the game PUBG, right? I play it quite often. Yes, we know um, this well. I've, I've, <laughs> I've clocked, I've clocked to just over 200 hours on it, and uh, yet to win a single game. And that just goes to show about my playing ability. But I love the game. <laughs> no chicken dinner for you. No recent. <laughs> no chicken dinner for well. Kind of, and this is kind of my pick that I'm getting into. Now, I've also been on this new um, smartphone that I've been using, which I'm absolutely loving, been playing some more games because the screen on the Mate 20 Pro is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been playing PUBG Mobile, and it's a surprisingly good experience. I'm really blown away by it. Um, It's a free game. Obviously, you can get it on Android or iOS. Um, And it is virtually the same as... Well, it's virtually the same as the desktop version. It's just a lot more... Uh, mobile gamified, if I can put it like that. So it's 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 a little bit annoying in the sense it's a lot of the screen is a lot busier in terms of when you start up. There's a lot of reward systems and all the stuff that they make money off of. Mm. And a lot lot more so than the desktop version. Mm-hmm. But that aside the gameplay on this is incredibly fun and i've actually had a lot of success <laughs> so i mean obviously the mobile gamers are a slightly different type of gamer but i've had a lot of success with and and i've i've actually won a p- bunch of games i find you know I've, i just find my success rate in playing the game on mobile is is a lot more um you know a lot more profitable in that sense you know i get a lot more <laughs> out of it so it's, it's a nice game to play when i'm sitting somewhere waiting for something or someone or just uh, you know um having a beer somewhere it's quite fun to pull a PUBG in a pub and just play a few rounds Um, I would advise using with headphones I think a lot of guys don't play with headphones so it gives you an advantage if you do Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a lot of fun it gives you the PUBG experience um but on a mobile uh, platform Same maps Same kind of character style Same weapons uh, It's just a little bit easy In that, in that you know, As you run over the loot You need to pick up It automatically picks up The stuff mm. that you need So um, it's, It is optimized For that kind of gameplay You can obviously move The buttons around As with most uh, Or any of these type of games On uh, your mobile device So You can move it to your uh, Preferred head uh, your, your, Where your thumbs go mm it's a lot of fun it is a lot of fun and i do uh, at least once a week i would have one or two pubg mobile games and uh, yeah i can highly recommend it
0: I, I i've seen it in the app store and I, i've been a bit reluctant to to download it and have a look at it because um you know pubg being a, a shooting game um i always feel you need the mouse the accuracy of the mouse uh, to to pull off a headshot for example um is the is the mobile screen sufficient to be able to get that sort of level of accuracy
1: um yeah, yeah, definitely Look, it's it's not ge- You're not going to have The same exact gameplay As what you do with mm. mouse, obviously But because it's been It's been optimized for it So the exact, again, the way that you control Your controllers work uh, If you, you know You need a little bit of practice But yes, you can have The same experience um, you know, okay. On your phone too you can, you can ramp up the graphics So you, I would the first thing I would do Is put it uh, into You don't even have to Put it into performance mode Actually You can just uh, ramp up The graphics in the game yeah. um, And it's a beautiful It's a really beautiful game there's a, there's a few games out there Like Fortnite is also available I mean And that looks even better Because it's not It's not trying to be More realistic It's, it's trying to be cartoony So that looks fantastic on yeah. a, On a mobile device um, but yeah As a more serious game Definitely PUBG Mobile okay. But maybe for you what, Another game that I can recommend Is Asphalt 9 oh, yeah. um, It's probably one of the most Beautiful racing games On a mobile device It's so realistic looking It is fantastic it is, It's a big game to download So make sure you're on Wi-Fi mm-hmm. um, But I think you'll like that um, it's, it's a fantastic game well, Just Cause 4 is landing this week,
0: so I suspect that's going to be consuming all of my time this December. <laughs>
1: oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some game time planned myself. Yeah, December is here. Can you believe it's December?
0: It's, it's crazy. How did, where did oh. 2018 go? It just vanished.
1: Yeah, it's gone. It's Goodbye. A few, de- few more weeks to go. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for the 20th. I just want to shut off for a few days.
0: And then we're going to, before we know it, it's gonna be, we're going to be in the
1: 2020s. Hmm. Yeah, then we then we truly in the future. Then we can't yeah, then we are. That's going because that's in my mind's always been the date of the future, twenty twenty. Yeah. Sounds so futuristic.
0: We're already seventeen years beyond um two thousand one a space Odyssey. Two
1: thousand. Yeah. You see oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, the fact that we are what, eighteen years now after Y two K? hmm Eighteen years <laughs> I mean, since that's the dot com bubble. Dot com bubble, yeah. yeah. And ten years since the global fiasco. Yeah. It so, felt yeah, like just yesterday. It's incredible. Global, it, it does. I mean, still, yeah. It's the, the sad thing that we're still reeling from it. I mean, it's just yeah. still, still, still difficult to get over that
0: one. Yeah. So, um, oh, there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about PUBG Mobile. Uh, since there's more in-game purchases, is the base game free?
1: Yeah, the, yeah, nothing. So none yeah. of the purchases affect your gameplay. Everything is cosmetic and. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what really but the, the microtransaction thing is about. Is there a fee to buy the Yeah, game? the base game is free. Yeah, yeah. It's free? No, okay. no, no, it's free. Yeah. It's free, it's okay. free. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I mean, there's obviously mobile ads in, in the starting menu and stuff for their stuff, but for their game. But um, yeah, no, no, it's free. That's uh, why I think it's such a fantastic, if you want to just see what the fuss is about. But it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, so well yeah. worth getting. So my pick
0: this week is the brand new iPad Pro, which I have in my grubby little paws right here. Um, what? <laughs> I pulled the pulled the trigger and got one. Uh, it's quite difficult to actually get hold of it because there's a, such a lack of stock in the country. But I am mm. blown away by this device. It is really, really good. It's really, really expensive, but it's really, really good <laughs> by, by the same token. Um, so I got myself an Apple Pencil as well. And um, absolutely amazed at what you can do with this device. Um, first of all, the, the, the iPad is—I is, got the 12.9-inch one. Um, it's uh, so much smaller than the previous uh, generation 12.9 that it actually feels like the probably like more like the old 10.5-inch. Uh, and mm. um, it's beautiful. So fast, the A12 X Bionic processor inside this thing is. Is I can't, you know, I've, I've installed some very, very graphics intensive games in this thing and it just handles them with a plume, no problem. Everything just is instant. Wow. Um, there's no lag whatsoever, multitasking between apps, switching between apps, etc. etc. just everything is just 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 happens instantly. Um, so, very impressive piece of tech from Apple. Um, my only uh, criticism of it is the lack of a headphone jack. Um, I've got a Huawei um, uh, 3.5 Multi. Um, uh, to USB-C dongle uh, here, um, which works mm. fine mm. on my Huawei Mate 20 Pro, but doesn't work on the iPad. And I'm not sure why. Um, hmm. Maybe it's to- not Apple certified. Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking: Do you need to have an Apple certified 3.5 mil to usb c dongle before it'll play music for you? Uh, I'm going to have to take a trip past uh, the iStore and um, ask their uh, guys some questions. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now that is, you got the perfect device. To- install pubg on i think pubg would look fantastic i'll download on that it thing. i'll download it and have a look in fact yeah i would love to see that i would love to see that okay what well, we're gonna do um, we're so gonna you, do, have you been I've, sorry i just sorry, saying we're that gonna
0: that do an in in studio uh, show in the next coming week coming weeks so um, yes yes so uh, you have a look at it I was was amazed the the app that blew me away the most in terms of the support for the Apple Pencil um, I thought it was going to be something like Adobe Sketch or um, something like that or one of Apple's own products but the one that blew blew me away the most was Microsoft Word really yeah what to draw in you can do anything in it, um, but uh, you can select different types of um, pen or pencil or m- markup tools, uh, and you can, for example, take a yellow highlighter and and, s- and draw through words, and you can take another pen and circle that and make notes, and, and then you just share it. Um, and it's all supported natively in, in DocX files, and uh, anyone on a PC can open them.
1: So it's a great… Oh, wow, that's interesting. That's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Word is supposed to be like a page… Replicate thing really yeah. right, and then you can replicate an A4 page type of thing. Yeah.
0: interesting, nice. But the Microsoft Office suite on iPad is looking really, really good. It's it's basically as powerful as what you get on the desktop. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm really impressed with it. And um, you know, as an as an editor, um, and and uh, I'm sure if are any other editors uh, listening, they they appreciate this too. You know, today you just go through a piece of text and um, and move words around and fix it up, whatever. But with this, you can, you know, you get a, um, an article from, I don't know, Junior who uh, who needs a lot of help. You can actually go through it and mark it up and say, here, you need to fix this, this is why, blah, 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 and send it back. And then they can work on another draft based nice. on what, nice. what you've done, which is, which is really nice. Um, but there's some cool apps. Notability is another one that's very good. It allows you to take notes. Uh, while recording audio at the same time And then you can um, listen to the audio Based on where you um, Select in the notes you've taken um, So it's a really powerful note taking tool mm. uh, Which is pretty cool I think Word on Mac has done that for some time But this uh, this is for the iPad um, So yeah, generally I'm very impressed with it It's a bloody expensive device But uh, um, but it's, it's, it's
1: so what is that a very expensive price, Duncan? Please tell us. <laughs> well, it ranges. What did it go for? It
0: starts at thirteen triple nine and goes all the way up to something like thirty-five thousand rand, um, depending on the configuration you get. Um, I went for, for one
1: iPhone XS.
0: It, well, actually, this new iPad, in terms of the configurations, <laughs> is cheaper than the iPhone XS. But um, yes. the, the one I went for um, is the two fifty-six gig uh, Wi-Fi only one. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. Because I'm always in Wi-Fi, I don't want a uh, SIM card stuck in the thing. Mm, um, mm. And it's 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 perfect. I didn't want the 64 gig because I thought that was too small. Um, but yeah, I also agreed. I certainly didn't need 512 or one terabyte of storage on my iPad. Um, mm, yeah. um, maybe there's some uh, photographers might find that useful, for example, uh, for storing a lot of yeah, f- photographs yeah, on sure. their devices. But I don't need that. Um, but generally it's a, it's a fantastic device it's got apple's premium pricing, but um, it's a premium product
1: yeah, you see now there is something where you can almost justify a larger price tag because a tech is is i mean it's pretty out of this world right I mean yeah. what they can do with that thing but again i'm still I'm still not getting a, <laughs> that phone price whoa. <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah, this, this this looks like a much better purchase, in my opinion, in any case. Uh, mm. So I'm looking forward to getting some hands-on time with that when I see you next. Great stuff.
0: And that, I think, is our show. Rehat, you haven't added your song pick to the show notes, so I uh, I need to see it so that I can add it into
1: uh, Spotify so we can play it at the
0: end of the song. I, don't I, know you actually, give
1: a- a I actually… I. Sorry, go for it.
0: I was just going to say, you um, gave me a, a teaser sample of what you want to play yesterday. Uh, Mongolian
1: folk metal, is it? Folk rock. Yeah, Mongolian folk rock. And I will put the details in. Now, it's the band, The Who. Not The Who. The <laughs> Who. H-E-U. H-U. <laughs> H-U. Um, and it's a Mongolian rock folk band but I was absolutely blown away like it, it is so cool um, I mean the music video on YouTube is well worth checking out the band is called the H U and the song is UVE UVE U. it's Y-U-V-E Y-U-V-E Y-U um, I have found it it's pretty cool and it is and it is on Spotify, which is yeah. even better. I found it, so we'll uh, line that so up. So let let's let this be the day that everybody marks in the calendar, the day they discovered Mongolian folk rock. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed. The, I actually really enjoyed the
0: the music you sent me yesterday. A couple of videos, um, it's it's very melodic, um, but it's got a
1: yes, it's got almost a, um, a tribal beat to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're really good musicians mm-hmm. and looking at the videos too i always love looking at music videos just to kind of see what the artist's are up to and what mm-hmm. who they are and kind of, kind of get a sense of what they're trying to portray and uh, it's very cool it's added it's i've added it to my playlist that's for sure great stuff
0: well we're going to play that in a moment let's just do the quiz uh first question this week how many subscribers has MultiChoice added in the past year according to parent nussbatch and that's four hundred thousand, bringing the total to 13.9 million
1: Mm, wow Second question Mars Insight landed on Mars this week How long in months did it take to travel The 483 million kilometers To the red planet And the answer is just over 6 months And it was launched on the 5th of May 2018 It's not a bad road trip to take I think
0: No yeah, You're thinking of going there in December
1: Maybe yeah, maybe. A quick, it might be a bit boring, you know, for six months. i am just make sure I take enough series with. <laughs> well, quite,
0: you get an internet connection streaming back from Earth, and you can, uh, you can watch Netflix <laughs> all the way.
1: Um, yeah, I'm just waiting for Elon Musk to, to set up that uh, interplanetary internet system of his. <laughs>
0: Facebook Chief Operating Officer Sheryl Sandberg reportedly asks Facebook staffers to probe the financial affairs of which billionaire and harsh critic of
1: the social media company? And that's George Soros. The fourth question, which country this week joined Australia in banning China's Huawei from building 5G networks? And the answer is New Zealand. And the final question in
0: this week's quiz, and I must apologize in advance because I know I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this woman's surname. But who has been appointed as the new financial director of EOH Holdings, replacing John King? And uh, let me just look at this carefully before I attempt the pronunciation. (laughs) Megan Pidigadu, Megan Pidigadu, um And that may be the cor- incorrect, entirely incorrect pronunciation. Uh, but she's a form- formerly the FD at Mixed Telematics. Uh, and that's our quiz this week. So we're playing out now with The Who, The H uh, U. And this is called, U- how do you pronounce it? Uve Uve U. Uve Uve U. You'll hear the lyrics and you'll sing it along soon enough. No, it's a great track. It's really actually a really great song. Uh, so enjoy this until next week uh, when hopefully uh, we are not load-shedded and we'll be back on Fiber <laughs> without the latency uh, from Rehara myself take care and cheers ciao ciao <laughs>